Brilliant. Um, how are you? Very well, very well, sir. Good. <clears throat> Two days to go. Two days to go till Christmas. It seems. Does it seem a long time ago since six days ago when we had the last captain's table? Feels like a week, which is practically it. Yeah. And uh, we couldn't do Christmas Eve, could we, for obvious reasons? Bit of, no. Bit yes. Of or something. Yes. No. We. Um, yeah. Cause of yes. No. No. Um, <laughs> No, family reasons. We it's important that we spend some time and hold hands and kumbaya. Kumbaya. That's that's what's happens Christmas Eve. So you've got a small window. Small window today, being the twenty third. Uh, uh, well, just try and keep it short and sweet. Maybe half an hour. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good idea. And, and obviously, we we heard during the week that a couple of people had a couple of comments that maybe we should shorten it a bit. Because yeah, we my wife actually, when she was we were in the car. And about 10 minutes in, she said, uh, how, how long does this go on for? I said, well, we're very young too, but it's about 50 minutes, 55 minutes, I guess. And she said, without missing a thing, she said, well, you should make it shorter. So okay, uh, thanks well, for the heads up. Thanks, Hills. We'll, we'll, we'll take that on board. And um, uh, and it's our first letter to the editor. So uh, thank you for that. Yeah, thanks for the refreshing feedback. So we'll, we'll try and keep this down to down to 30 minutes. And, yeah. and then and obviously... We've got loads of things to talk about. And look, there's a, and actually, please keep the comments going. I know we don't really have a very good medium for to get the comments back, but just send us a little note. Most of you probably know us anyway. Maka, thank you very much from London for those for those kind words of uh, how much you enjoyed it, and uh, a few others were doing the same thing. Did you hear, did you hear from anybody here? Uh, no, I mean apart from um, the, the secondhand comment I had from you talking about the, the agreement that the word showcase is an absolute shocker. Showcase. I, I was quite pleased about yeah. that. Thanks, thanks uh, Rick McIntyre. He loved showcase. Had a little belly laugh. Shoulders were going up and down, he said. <laughs> That's good to hear. Good. Um, good to hear. And, and, and more feedback uh, from about Mills Miliana. I'm just generally, what I wanted to talk about, perhaps we get, we get going, mm -hmm. is just like stories about famous people. I yeah. Mean, uh, just uh, mixing with the, with the everyday Joe Schmoes. Yeah. Reminds me of a story actually of a bloke mm. uh, called Dave Roberts, who I knew, the Australian guy, um, in uh, in London, and uh, he happened to have an early dinner with his mates at a place called the Ivy, which is always yep. uh, one of these places, probably in the early nineties, I reckon, um, which was full of, uh, of celebs in inverted commas. And uh, he was after having an early dinner, and the boys had gone back to the bar. He went off to the uh, to the gents' uh, lavatories. And at the end of uh, the row of urinals was a certain Val Kilmer. Val, Val Kilmer. Kilmer. Was it Val. was it uh, was it Fat Val Kilmer or was, Skinny Val Kilmer? I, I, I think he was well on the way to becoming um, Fat Fat Val, mm. as mm. Uh, as his name. Mm. And uh, anyway, after having a few and having a dinner and feeling full of himself, he leant across and he said, "Hey, Val, you can be my wingman." <laughs> I'm sure he hasn't and, heard that before. And the the bases were loaded as well. And a few people were <laughs> chuckling. And Val actually leant across and said, no, you can be mine, Very good. which I thought was brilliant. But I mean, the story goes on a little bit further. So Dave washes his hands, being yeah. a good citizen that he is. And he said, listen, I, he said, I, would you do me the greatest of uh, favorites? Yeah. And just come out in a minute and just say hi to my mates. I'd yeah. love it. So he's just like, hey, Dave, yeah. it's great to see you. It would be a bit of a joke, I'll have a laugh. Mm. And he said, yeah, no, I'll do that. I'll absolutely do that. So Dave goes back to his mates at the bar, doesn't say anything. And about two minutes later, all of a sudden Val comes through. Uh, and uh, and shouts out, "Hey, Dave! It's, it's great to see you, mate. Where are you?" And he said, "Not now, can't you see? I'm talking to my fucking mates." Yeah, 
it's an old variation of a yeah. true story about um, Sinatra. Yes. But he got true. away and that's apparently true. he took it with great grace and humor. I'm sure it's happened a lot. Yeah, it's 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 funny how that is because actually Val Kilmer gets a very bad rap. Yes, he does. Yeah. And uh, funnily enough, I've got a Val Kilmer story too. Okay. Go on. So <laughs> is this good Val? Fat Val? This is Skinny Val. This is Skinny Val back in the early 80s. There was a movie that was shot in Queenstown called Willow. Uh, and it was sort of pre-Lord of the Rings and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And it was a, it was it was based around dwarfs and yeah. giants and all that kind of hoo-ha again. Anyway, um, they required um, 100 local people on horseback to, to be in, as extras. Yeah. And I was too young. I, unfortunately, I was uh, still at school uh, and couldn't go. But... My sister and my father went to Willow, and Val Kilmer was the lead actor. Okay. 200 people, all decked out, ready to go. They had to do a march down march down to, to, to do this thing. And there was one of the parts in this film on the Willow is this dwarf is handing out a, um, handing out a baby to all the people going, take the baby, take the baby. Okay. So they line up all these people, yeah. and um, they decided, they said, well, we've got one line, we don't need an actor, let's just get one of the local guys to do the line, and then we're fine. The local guy screwed the line up. So the moral of that story is, get experts to do an expert job. But number two, Val Kilmer uh, was in a trap. He was in this trap and this thing. Anyway, uh, the trap broke and he fell out of it, and he had the shits, got the shits, and went home. And and uh, he went he went home back to America. No, he, he went, went home, home back to his, back to to his, his caravan. His caravan. And so that was it. Shooting was over for the day. And that was and that was when you know you learn about these movie shows. Well, I'm starting to build a picture of Val. He's good on Sundays. And exactly. Holidays. And I think that's I think that's probably like a lot of them. Um, um, yeah, just recently as well. The, um, the did you hear that uh, they recorded a message of Tom uh, Cruise of Mr. Cruise going up? You know, who's always. Lovely and light and laughing at everyone's jokes and an absolute gentleman, but you know, actually, scratch under the surface, he's just a. Well, you know, you can, there's two sides of that story. I mean, uh, you know, look, he realizes that if they go under, it's shut down. But then, all, but and he's a producer on just about everything he does these days. And right? it's and, and so I think there's, pro there's probably other side. It's coming out of Tom Cruise's pocket. Yep. And he's been around the block enough to do that. But um, I mean, but you talk about him. He's generally speaking, yeah. he's seen as a, as a very good guy on on set, knows everybody, brings his own coffee maker. He has his own barista yeah. in every movie, yeah. coffee for everyone. Well, he was over here a couple of years back when they were doing Mission Impossible 4. Right. And we got involved with a lot of the logistics of that. Okay. And uh, it, was, it was, I mean, and not that I haven't spoken to him, but we'd been on set and everything, and I'd see him around, and he was always the first person to go and help. There mm. was an old lady who was on set who was doing something, yeah. and he went up and he helped her with stuff and everything. And I, I don't think he does it for show. I think it's, a, no. it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, you know, I think he's a good person. But it's slightly kind of upsetting when you, you, you put this person up on a pedestal as being just like oh, yeah. uh, grace and light and everything, and then he's just going ballistic and calling everyone mofos. And well, it's sad how they, they do one thing and then they're, they're known for it. And obviously for him, I, I, I rate Tom Cruise very highly, but the whole Scientology thing, which, uh, and apologies to any of our Scientology viewers that we've got, we're certainly not bagging any community, No, but um, I can't quite get my head around that. No. Uh, well, maybe, you know, when Tom comes through, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get him uh, Look, involved. Great we'll point. Him, right? We probably might have to 
to join, but uh, I'd be up for that. Yeah, no, I'm sure. Just, just to get the interview. I mean, there'll be a good list of people just wanting to come on the on the table, really. Well, I think we said a few last week. Exactly. And, uh, I, said, well, I said to Hills, this is a bit of a, it's not even a joke, I'm dead serious about all of these, like, um, yeah. stars of stage and screen and sports and everything. Well, especially uh, when I think this place is a, a little bit of an oasis, <laughs> excuse the pun, yeah. Um, in that people come here just to relax. And, and and the same time when I was talking about Mills Moniana, at the same Dubai Sevens, we had Dan Carter, we had Richie McCaw, we had Ali Williams. Um, all these guys were just coming through. And uh, Brian O'Driscoll. Brian O'Driscoll, um, uh, uh, Osterant. Really? Yeah, he came in. I mean, look, the, the amount of people that just come through and have time to do it, um, you know, it's one of these things. So... Um, Look, we, I think we've got we've got to in the next two or three get a good guest speaker in. But yeah, but uh, James Gosling once again. James Gosling once again. Let's get some guys on the payroll, please. Yeah, yeah, you're our booking agent of. Uh... Absolutely, absolutely, and also uh, shout out to James Kevin, another one of the producers of the show. Uh, thank you for all your great insight that we when we talked on the boat on uh, Monday night. And yeah, he had a big day. Didn't he? Yeah, I hope his tummy. Yeah, I hope your tummy's feeling a lot better um, because I know it got a little bit upset. Was but it, was it? Did you think it was seasickness? What was it? A combination of maybe Look, a dodgy glass of wine or something with the seasickness? There was a there, there was a bit of a swell. Yeah, okay. There was a bit of a swell. There was certainly a bit of a swell of good stories. And um, shout out to all the gang that was on that uh, on that wonderful cruise. Um, some really good stories, and and I promise not to tell any of them on the captain's table because what happens on a boat stays on the boat and doesn't go to the table. Correct. Uh, well done. Very good. Well done. Um, anyway, uh, we've got to move on fairly quickly. We've uh, with that, we've covered the celebs and, and uh, obviously our future guests. But I do like this idea. I do like this idea. Let's sort of keep on the uh, celeb genre. And why don't we go down a little bit on movie or music part, putting you on the edge a little bit. What's what's your What kind of movies are you really into, Rex? That's a good question. I don't think I can be particularly put into one corner with anything. Well, let, let me before you before you, let, let me give you a minute to think about it. I was um, just before I came uh, today. Uh, there's a new thing that's come out today on Peter Jackson's putting a movie together on the Beatles. He's got 56 minutes of new new footage, footage that no one has seen that he's putting into a movie and he's shown three or four minutes i'll put a clip on the instagram of, of where you can see it uh it looks magnificent really well anything he does is always good isn't it i still haven't seen his world war one I. I was just going to say and obviously a step away from what he'd done mm. i mean the, the, the footage that they had colorized for want of a better word did you see it's, that I, it's incredible wow it's absolutely fantastic um but what makes it come to life is not just the color, but it's, 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 these, these are fully recorded. So you, can, are fully hear, recorded. you can hear the Tommy's talking, Yeah, uh, you know, just around the table and they're smoking and they're laughing at the cameras and everything. Um, and it is, well, it's beyond realistic. It's, it's, it's the real thing. And it brings well, it home. Yeah. You know, the difference between being in black and white and in color is, it, it makes it so much more real. Well, I look forward to, yeah. I look forward, where did you see it? When did, where did you see that? I think it was on the BBC they showed it. Okay, um, okay. I have to see that. Um, that may be something I can do over the Christmas, New Year and period. And what's sad is that I can't even remember the name of the film either, which is rather shocking. Well, we can, we can, we can track it down. Look, anybody, <laughs> anybody, uh, anybody that's seen it, uh, please send us a little link. Uh, 
So Peter Jackson, great, yeah, the fantastic um, Lord of the Rings trilogy. They were amazing. I thoroughly enjoyed those. They were, they were a bit short, I thought. Yeah, I mean, I, I, they, they, they skipped through some of the story, didn't they? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, 15 hours of, yeah. of footage yeah. is uh, is a long time. and uh, I was over-walked. Yeah, there was a lot of walks. Yeah. But fantastic for the country. Yeah. And, um, and, and look, I think if you take a, a lot of people um, who really look at New Zealand, I think if you said top three things, top one things, they would say Lord of the Rings and, uh, and The Hobbit as being yeah. something they know about the country. I think even more so with Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit because... Mm. What it did for um, tourism, right? It was a huge boon for, for oh, New Zealand, right? Absolutely. There's, there is, uh, and I mean, look, I, I would happen to be down in New Zealand around the time they were shooting. And what they did, and, and this is just shows what a beautiful country it is, they had two or three helicopters that were just based around, and they would fly around the South Island trying to find specific places they could do. So within half an hour flying time, you could go pretty much from a desert to mountains, yeah. to ice, plains, to plains. Yeah. yeah, it's the perfect place for it. And uh, for whatever reasons, um, good uh, good taxation cuts as well. So uh, movies were definitely being shot there. And, and look, the the um, there'll be probably more coming. You know, with COVID, because of, with COVID opening up, uh, yeah, should be. Of course, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, well, a lot of. There's a couple of large film studios in uh, in Australia, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So they'll be able to they'll be able to do it. So no, it's um, that's good. So I had a quick think. Mm. Um, what kind of films have I liked over the years? Uh, even when I was young, but I was about eight years old. Uh, I love the film Jaws. I've seen it so many times. Mm. But it's not just about the fact that it's this enormous rubbery shark that's going around. It, what makes it so good is the tension that builds. And in fact, I. Jaws, you don't actually see the shark until you're about 55 minutes into or 50 minutes into the into the film. And the reason why is they lack so much footage is because the shark broke. The shark broke. The shark so they, broke. So they had limited amount. And yeah. in, in effect, what happened is that because they had limited amount, they, they kept it and pushed it to the back half of the film. Yeah. And that underlying tension that you, where you don't see the shark for ages. I, be, I believe, and and once again, open for uh, argument on this. I think the shark is only in about five minutes of the movie. Yeah. Which makes the whole thing better. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a genius film. It's funny. It's yeah. Uh, it's it's got Spielberg's kind of view of small town America, which is absolutely mm. brilliant. I enjoy that almost as much as just the sharking bits. Yeah. I think that's a technical term, isn't it? Um, uh, and uh, I love that film. It's still up there. And there's a brilliant uh, speech by Robert Shaw, who plays Quint, yes. um, um, about the USS Indianapolis, mm. which is a fantastic. Uh, it's a soliloquy, really, isn't it? It's, fan it's amazing. Well, they, from all accounts, it was very difficult keeping him off the drink. So they had to do a lot of shooting early in the morning. I didn't know that. Yeah, no. You didn't or you did? No, I didn't know. No, 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 he didn't do that. And actually, when he does the speech, absolutely hammered. Well, to be able to remember those lines and do it with such great empathy and pathos, brilliant. Yeah, no, there's some uh, there's some great stories on that. The old, uh, uh, but, uh, you know, the Steven Spielberg, he was a very young director at that stage. I think that was his first one. Had he done Close Encounters by that stage? No, no that, that came after. That was his next film after, I think. Okay, because um, he, he, he did the, the one about the truck. Yeah. Called, Remember the truck? One, one called Duel. 
and he did, yeah. a, he did a film called American Graffiti as well. American Graffiti. Yeah. Which a small actor called uh, Harrison Ford was in that one, I believe. Yes, he was. Mm. was, was and was Richard Dreyfus in that as well? Richard Dreyfus, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford was a carpenter on set. And he they took got him his on board. They got him on board. Brilliant. Yeah. No, we can, we can I think this could, this uh, Captain's Table could, we could move definitely down a lot of movie genres from there for sure. <laughs> but, um, but look, we're, you know, we understand we're, um, we're on a bit of a schedule tonight. Yeah. Uh, so, we'll think about that and we'll bring it back. Yeah, but, you know, interested in your feedback, once again, please, please message more of the stuff you want to do. I mean, I'm thinking more um, before we go to our final part with, with 10 minutes to go. What do you, what's you, I mean, I believe this week and just going probably more for our Dubai viewers, you were down at Brasti this week. Yes, I was. Yeah, a yeah. very uh, yeah, no, was, historic week, establishment. It was, it, was, it was yesterday afternoon, late afternoon, before mm. it got dark, and the place was absolutely empty. And I was thinking probably six or seven years ago, certainly um, uh, pre the financial crisis in 2009, yeah. the place was absolutely jammed. You, you know, it was it was ridiculous. Maybe we'll put that photo that you shot on the Instagram oh, so oh, you well. can just, just see where it is. And, 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 and we'll ask uh, David Scully about what, what, you know, where's it gone wrong? Because um, he's got a, you know, he, he was the guy mm. that's, that set it up. I don't know mm. if you see him in Dubai these days. Uh, he, uh, Michael? Michael Scully. Yeah, yeah, he's sorry, he's sorry. Um, he's he's written a book. Has he? He's written a book. I saw it on uh, LinkedIn, and uh, just of his hotel uh, era. And, but yeah, I mean the Brasty one is a story in itself, and and I don't know the numbers. And it's a shame that uh, one of our producers, James Gosling, who who is uh, we talk about a lot, we don't see him much. Um, <laughs> He actually, he's got. A, I went to his went to his place. He's got a very good place. We potentially could do a captain's table at his house if we get an invite. I think that's a great idea. Mm. I, uh, we should do that. We'll wait. Definitely we'll wait for that. the invite. I mean, he used to tell me the numbers of uh, turnover during the the peak. I would say of Dubai, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Yeah, was just. We're talking. I think it was. I think it was the highest grossing bar in the world at one stage. It was. Now, talking, it's easy for people to say that, but it, but it wouldn't surprise me at all. It, you know that place could take five thousand people, yeah. top deck and bottom deck. Wow! If not more, and, I, I, and, I, and James will probably say no. It was more than that, actually. But sad to see. And I mean, can you really? Can you put your finger on the reason why it's lost its uh, charm, yeah. popularity? Yeah. Um, because other bars offer more for less mm. you know we were paying 55 dirhams for a for a, for a pint for a plastic pint for a, for a plastic pint and and, and, the, and the food ain't great either i've had a couple of episodes there over yeah the years. no so maybe potentially there's more to it and yeah and i mean look let's talk about um both both yourself and i went to ajman on different different occasions yeah. this last weekend and that, that was lovely and I, I missed the boat trip because of that but it was a, it was a great substitute there's it. amazing deals around around this beautiful country and i think like a lot of lot of, like a lot of places around the world people are, are finding these these great establishments within their country because they can't travel yep. that are out there right. yeah. so um brings me to another point that i want to talk about just to chuck it in there, um, 
who would you be? And I'm once again, I'm putting you right on the on the spot. We've got ten minutes to go, and and and, I've, and I, I hope this isn't our last podcast of the year. Hopefully, let's try and no, chisel think, chisel in another one. Yeah, I think we've got to think about you know when you get to the end of the year, you start to make lists, highs and lows, or what's what you're looking forward to. So and it's, it's time to compare you and not. So just 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 as a warmer upper, right? and. Uh, Thank you, uh, Macca from the UK, for uh, pushing this one out. And I thought it was a great guy. Who would be your shit bloke of the year? Well, apart from the obvious, well, you, I can, think you he's can't take all the prizes. So we can't. We have to like. Say, you can't include DT. We can't, we, we can't include Mr. Trump. No, no. Okay. No. Well, that opens that really opens it up because he, he would have won like all categories of yeah. um, being shit bloke. Yeah. Uh, that is a great question. Um, there's a, you know, there's a few. Um, there's, oh, you have to give me a minute to think about that. Well, actually, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna put a couple of people out there uh, as potential potentials in there. There was a young gentleman called uh, Jeffrey Epstein who was quite important at the start of the year. We've sort of forgotten about him because he's dead. Well, <laughs> yes, but still pretty shit bloke of the year. No, he was pretty shocking. I think. Uh, and uh, I hope not to offend any of our uh, Brazilian listeners. Uh, I, I think I think the president is a president or is he prime minister? He could be a president because he could be head of state as well. Not sure. He's he's been, he's been pretty appalling actually. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, with his COVID. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, he just he doesn't come up too well. I think. And in fact, lot, lots of lots of I won't say heads of state, but lots lots of country leaders. Um, no, of course. Of course, they haven't done that. I mean, of course, there is the bat guy. He, uh, whoever, whoever that individual is, he really has got to take a look at time. The one that ate the bat. Did he eat a bat? Maybe. Yeah, the jury's okay. out of that one as well. Too. Jury's out. It's a wet markets, basically. Let's just uh, let's yeah. be a bit more um, generalistic about wet markets. And what about what about Rudy Giuliani? I mean. How can a guy go from so the, high the, the to the hero so low? of New York, you know, who was absolutely amazing after? How know. can a guy go from so high? Can you do you know? Can you compare anybody else who's gone from the highs down to his lows now? Well, depends what your lows are, really, because I'm sure there's a lot of Republicans still think he's an amazing person because he's backing seriously DT. Yes, yeah, I know. Well. I'm pretty certain that 85 percent of New York don't like him anymore. It's unbelievable. So he's on my um, on my shit list of the year, shit slogan of the year. Um, Prince Andrew, how's he going these days? He might as well be dead. Yeah, yeah. He's been. He's, he's not. He's not making the headlines these days, is he? Um, he's been removed from pretty much all duties, mm -hmm. um, and he, he had quite a senior role within the. The the, the the family, yeah, um, uh, because he was a, a representative of the DTI and British Trade and all of those good things. It's uh, yes, uh, I'm not going to say it's sad because I think he knew exactly what he was involved in, but yeah, it's he's definitely up there with the shit bloke of the year. Um, I've also got uh, Nojan uh, Djokovic as well. Bolsonaro, that's the name of the guy from. Uh, from Brazil, isn't it? It just came to me. He he's the president. Bolsonaro, I think it is. Yeah. Is he corrupt too, or is he just stupid? That's a good question. I don't know. Mm. I couldn't tell you. Mm. I think he could be corrupt and stupid. Mm. Uh, and power crazy. Yeah, right. He's certainly taken a fair share out of the um, the Amazon basin, hasn't he? Well, look, I mean, 
it's um, it, it's a sad country, Brazil, and, and also a uh, very tough airport, Sao Paulo, if I remember rightly. It's about a four-hour drive time from downtown to the airport. Is it? On a good day. So they need to sort that out. So let's – we've got a few. Maybe we can – maybe we, what we can think about for next time yeah. is to get a bit of a list together, which we'll, we'll go through, and maybe get some uh, – Potentials, and then make our decision uh, from that uh, on the thing. So it could be the award ceremony for next next week. An award ceremony, just to wrap up the year. And conversely, I think also we've got to have good bloke of the year as well. Of course, there'd be a number of things. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I can think of a few. I, th I think that would be bloke, easier. Bloke, I think yeah. I think it'll be easier than shit bloke. Mm. Supporting actress, best supporting actress. Uh, a female do. in a lead role. Exactly. 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 So yeah, so I how mean, are those numbers doing, by the way, on the uh, on the female listeners? Well, unfortunately, we dropped from two to one percent on the on the female viewers. Uh, Non-binary remains at zero. Uh, <laughs> but uh, just want to say thanks to the uh, forty-five to forty-nine-year-old male viewers. You are keeping us alive at this moment in time. The the dad's demographic. The dad's demographic. <laughs> yeah. So so no, maybe uh, look. Why don't we? Um, Look at prepare ourselves for, for for next week, which could be the award ceremony. Yeah, we'll have we'll, we'll, we'll give that a go. I think mean, that'd be great. And uh, yeah, and and, uh, and through Instagram is probably the best way to get in touch. Over. Yeah, messages through just Instagram. Message Instagram, but just like put a few ideas for us. That would be great. The captain's table on Instagram. We'll put it on there. And yeah, so it's the the captain's table podcast on uh, on Instagram. And we certainly look forward to hearing all your comments. We enjoy doing this, but most importantly, we enjoy listening to you guys because you're a big part of what we do. Completely. I, um, yeah, the more interaction we have, the better. Exactly, exactly. Unfortunately, uh, where is our um, good-looking uh, third member this week? Now, the vet's gone quiet. Mm. He was sending a few messages earlier, but I, I'm, uh, I'm not sure what he's up to at the moment. I got a, a message from somebody because uh, we put a shot on the Instagram of Ray the Vet, and and they were uh, astounded at, at the good looks of him and uh, trying to compare him to James Bond. Portuguese James Bond. A Portuguese James Bond. And I was like, yeah. you know, I said, we don't want to go too much over the top. But, uh, and but don't it, tell him that either because no, he'll go straight to his head. No, exactly. But uh, lucky for us, the uh, Ray the Vet, unavailable tonight. We're not sure where he is. We've got a rough idea, but that's, uh, that's his personal <laughs> business. And uh, that's that's not going to reach the table, is it? Okay. Of course not. But but uh, yeah. So um, why don't we? Um, unless any other any other matters for the table tonight? Is there anything else? Did we? Talk, uh, there's one thing we were going to talk about. I can't remember. Uh, I did. I did have a have a thought. Uh, was mentioned to me from uh, Mr. Stephen Cooper. Uh, shout out, Coops. Coops. Um, he was just wondering if we could bring up about middle-aged men in Lycra. Presumably uh, bike riding uh, men, middle age. What's our call on it? Yay or nay? Middle-aged men in Lycra. Mammals. Mm. 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 Yeah, it's not a strong luck, is it? And, maybe I mean, and when we've been out, well, I mean, we, we try our best to keep it on the, on the lowdown, don't we? With minimalizing the, the Lycra. I mean, I'll just wear a T-shirt and a pair of cycling shorts, which is an essential. I nearly said Frankie there, but I didn't. 
It's an absolute essential to the shorts, but I just, Frank, I haven't got the physique for the top half. And so just uh, a well-cut t-shirt with, with some Lycra shorts. Yeah. That's, that's, all, that's all you're going to get as far as, far as I'm concerned. I, I, I agree immensely. And I, I just feel that it's, you're not doing yourself any favors. No. no. So take a look at yourself, guys, when you're doing it. So middle-aged men in Lycra, from the captain's table is a thumbs down. You're never going to, are you going to get a, you're not going to get an entry to the table on that, are you? No. You're going to be no, sitting way back. No, I'm right at the back of the field. Though. In Porterage. In, in cycling and in Lycra. Yeah, right. But we do love it and we love going around and just. Uh, well, we do a little bit of a cycle and this is, and this is quite, it's, it's, thanks Coops for bringing that up because it's probably a good reason why the captain's table started is because Rex and I, uh, do like a little cycle uh, and, and we, a bit of a chat a bit of a chat yeah. we do like abusing Europeans that go past us and uh, generally tell us to get out of the way yeah as they fly by as they fly by 40 percent yeah less, I'd say it's about time on the track hammer isn't it time on the track yeah, that's the track. all it is just doing it and uh, Mr. Labouchere would be very supportive of that. It's just doing it. Indeed, indeed. Consistency. That's indeed. what he always talks about, consistency. Consistency. Um, indeed. Well, uh, Rex, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas yeah, to you and Hill. Happy Christmas, Hammer, mate, to you and the family. And, and uh, uh, we'll try and catch up before New Year. Absolutely. I think we've got a bit of time. Uh, Let's prepare for the awards. And we'll do that. Let's maybe try and get a few guests on for that, huh? Yeah, yeah. And uh, and we'll get that on down there here when our sponsor, which is Alma Keel. Our Nikhil Club, we're all and, the, and, and our other sponsors being A and E and MMI. That's right, A and E and MMI. Two of my favourite charities, actually. Exactly. Yeah. So the captain's table also always welcome for sponsors. If you'd like to give us a shout out for your organisation. And we're back, guys. Sorry about that. Uh, Captain's Table Hemo. Uh, Te technical problem. Yes, no? yes. I pulled the plug when the plug should have been pulled. <laughs> I mean, arguably, the plug should have been pulled about two episodes ago, but... That's um, what she said. Yeah, yeah. Boom, boom. Yeah, there we go. Um, oh, could, could have a first guest speaker. Anyway, um, just wanted to say, uh, Rex, it's been a privilege uh, doing the first two episodes with you. <laughs> yeah, it's, so it's been all year long. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two this year. Yeah, two this year. 50 it's next been tough, year. man. It's been 50, tough. 50 next year. We've short of the blood, odd holiday or something. Blood, sweat, and tears yeah, have gone a lot, in. A lot of thought and effort's got into it. Blood, sweat, and yeah, tears. Honestly. So, um, yeah. 2021. Looking uh, forward to it very much. And what we'll do is we'll come back, hopefully before New Year, with the awards, our, our own little awards ceremony. Which we put it that way. Exactly. Exactly. Ship bloke of the year. Good bloke of the year. And, we'll, and we'll, we'll have some thoughts over the next few days on what we'll do, and that'll be it. We might even try and get a couple of guests in. That would be great. Yeah. James, so, uh, you know where you are. You know what to do. James and James. And, of course, the third wheel in the cog, Ray the Vet. Ray the Vet, who will be back. Good. All right, guys. Signing off. Good to see you, mate. From Happy the Christmas. captain's table. Yeah. Ship ahoy. Still need to get, uh, we need to get a, a sign off. We need to get a sign off. <laughs> anyway, work on that for 2021. Yeah, cheers. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye.